This is the Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 684 with Kevin Murphy. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hidden Wire's 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learned to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's featured guest is Kevin Murphy. The topic is awareness. Kevin is a former Wall Street Managing Director for Citigroup. He is also a high school and college wrestling champion, community activist, speaker coach, and author of his new book, The Three Rooms. These experiences have given Kevin a unique and eclectic mix of understanding human nature. He noticed that our happiness and unhappiness in life is always the result of our thoughts, whether observations of the present, memories of the past, or projected fears about the future. Combining this theory with the deep personal insights he has attained along his own 20-year spiritual journey, Kevin stepped away from the corporate world to write this book, The Three Rooms. This is Kevin Murphy. This is Awareness. Guys, enjoy the show. G'day, Kevin, and welcome to the Hidden Wild Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, really good. Thanks. It's uh, great to have you here. I'm looking forward to discussing discussing, discussing the topic of the day, awareness, uh, aligned with your new book, The Three Rooms. So talk to us, Kevin, about awareness. How did you um, decide to write such a book? Well, you know, I, I spent 33 years on, on Wall Street, and, um, you know, this was this conversation, even just a, a couple of years ago, would have um, been very unusual. Um, but I just, you know, just kept getting a premonition that I was going to write a book. And I wasn't quite sure what it was about. And then I, I started to get this you know, image of, of three doors. And one was labeled the past, and one was labeled the present, and one was labeled the future. And um, eventually, as I started writing and describing where our thoughts go behind each door, you know, the three rooms, you know, eventually just turned into, uh, you know, the, the, the three rooms became, uh, you know, the message of the book in, instead of the three doors. Yeah, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so you worked on Wall Street for how many years again? Uh, 33. 33, wow. And what was your role on Wall Street? Um, many, many different roles. Um, yeah. you know, started out in the, in, you know, running the options trading desks, uh, moved on to, uh, structured products and OTC derivatives. Um, and then, you know, ended up in the, in the more in the electronic execution space. Um, and then I did a lot of, uh, traveling around and talking with regulators and, and, um, you know, and officials regarding market structure in the, in the U S um, options markets. Um, because I was one of those few people that, saw the whole evolution sat on trading desks you know yeah. answering phones and then watching everything go to um you know to the pure electronic side 
Yeah, wow, that's cool. And um, so this this whole idea of the three rooms, and I guess even your practice of maybe mindfulness training awareness, is that something that is only very recent to you? Is it something that you started recently, or was it something that you've been you know sort of involved with or um, interested in for a while? Well, I'd say I was interested in it for uh, for a long time. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, as you go through different things in your life, whether it's, you know, work related or, or personal related and you go through adversity, um, you start to keep looking more and more within for answers. And that's, that's certainly what, you know, what I did. And, you know, I think part of the, you know, the concept of the three rooms maybe, you know, originated, um, you know, with this curiosity that I always had, which many people have as far as you know, why is it that some people who appear to have so little, they, they seem so happy yeah. and other people who appear to have so much, they, they don't seem happy. And, and ultimately that kind of, you know, formed the, um, you know, the premise of the three rooms, which is pretty simple in that, you know, our experience of life is not based on what we do for a living or what we have our possessions. It's based on and what we think and our thoughts can only be in one of three places you know they can be in the past or the past room they can be in the future or the future room or they can be in the present or the present room and whichever room our thoughts are in determines our experience of life in that moment because of course our thoughts can go back and forth so the key is to be um, you know to know which room your thoughts are in and in yeah. order to do that you have to observe your thoughts yeah, and it and it is that active observation that separates our awareness from our thoughts. So now we're no longer at the effect of them, and we are aware of them, and that brings in that awareness. And that awareness, or that consciousness, is the divine consciousness that all the mystics have always talked about, and that's what we want to tap into. Yeah, perfect. Well explained. Um, so with um, with your awareness practice in particular. Um, is there anything that you started to notice in your own life that gives you that sort of personal connection to saying, hang on a second, I'm, I'm not enjoying something here or there's some, there's some level of dissatisfaction in my life? Was there a point in time that you sort of came to some sort of conclusion? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, early on I, um, I certainly did. Uh, you know, I, I found myself um, living in a basement apartment as a, you know, a, a single dad being away from my kids. And I you know it was not where I expected to be and not where I wanted to be. And, and, yeah. you know, I kept saying like, you know, how did I get here? And so, you know, when you, you know, you start to reevaluate a lot of your life and, and, you know, instead of, you know, talking to a lot of other people about it and asking for advice, you know, I just went straight to the guy upstairs and I just started, you know, I just started screaming, you know, one night and, and, um, and, you know, really, you know, I can say looking within, you know, the image is, is yelling, you know, standing on my bed and screaming at God from, you know, from my bed, but it was more like than, you know, looking within, looking yeah. within and, you know, you know, connecting to that, to that consciousness or to that awareness that all of a sudden you start to get, you know, you know, different kinds of messages and, um, it's, you know, everything is, is how we perceive it to be. And, you know, eventually when the, when the three rooms, you know, came about, you know, it was really evident that, you know, we really do have control over how we feel and it all depends on, you know, whether we let what we see and hear in the physical world determine how we feel inside or whether we let how we feel inside determine what we see and hear. 
And the key, you know, is to be aware of our thoughts. And, and, and again, in order to be aware of them, we need to observe them. So, you know, mm. that's when I really started to observe more and more. And the, the, the purpose or the, the concept of the three rooms is to make it so simple. You know, there's, there's so many people that, you know, understand how important it is for, for mindfulness um, or, you know, being in the present and living in the now. And you hear all of this. And yeah, it's, it's quite trendy know, at the moment. Yeah, and they, everybody knows how important it is, or, or more and more people know how important it is to monitor our thoughts, and we just don't do a very good job at it. And mm. when you think about mindfulness, it's the, just the conscious awareness of our thoughts. Mm. And so, the, you know, the, the concept of the three rooms just makes it pretty simple. It's, you know, either, you know, you can put, you know, your thoughts in one of three buckets, but it's really about how you feel. And that's how you know which room you're in. You know, if, if, if you're connected to that, that consciousness or that, you know, that divine consciousness that we all share, um, you're going to be feeling that power of love and, and derivatives of love. And if you're not feeling them, then, then you're disconnected from that, from that source energy that we're all connected to. And that tells you that you're in the wrong room. Okay, cool. Let's delve into that a little bit deeper. Um, firstly, I mean, thanks for sharing your story. I just spoke to a gentleman recently, and, and usually it's some sort of level of adversity or trauma that happens in our lives that can often um, lead us to a higher state of awareness that can take us down that path of um, looking at things through a different lens, I guess, in, in life. Um, and, you know, um, perhaps even delving more into mindfulness training and things like that um, to help us uh, feel better about our life. I suppose. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really important. How, so with this book, I mean, you, you keep it quite simple. You said obviously with the three rooms, it makes sense. Um, what's the goal of the book? I think the, the goal of the book is to, um, encourage people to be a more aware of how they feel hmm. and, you know, we, we talk about being aware of your thoughts because the thoughts have the biggest impact on how we feel. Hmm. And so everybody wants to feel better. But, you know, what we see more and more is that people, you know, either their thoughts are constantly looking back at things that happened in the past that didn't make them feel good and that are causing, you know, that cause negative emotions at the time, whether it's something, you know, you think someone said about you or something you didn't do and you either feel angry about, you know, to someone else or you feel guilty, you know, about to yourself about what you didn't do. And those negative emotions, we keep reliving them every time we go back and think about those thoughts. Hmm. You know, and sometimes it's hard because we, we work with someone, maybe a coworker. We, you know, we think a coworker said something negative about us because we heard, you know, we, we kind of oversaw them talking to somebody else. And, you know, our perception is that they're, you know, they're, they're putting us down. And every time we see that person, you know, it just makes us, you know, so, you know, angry and, and livid. Um, but it's really our perception of it. And so those, those negative emotions that are associated with that, they just keep recurring every time that we think about them. And so that's just from the past room perspective. And, you know, ultimately we need to, knowing that you're, it's, you're feeling all these negative emotions and knowing you're feeling angry about someone, you know, it's, that's the first part about being able to move back into the present and being able to feel better. And, you know, you can get into things about how you do that and, and forgiveness and other things about moving from the past into the present. But it starts with your awareness of how you feel, because we, we all know people that just always seem angry. 
Hmm. And they're just constantly, and they just, and it just keeps building and building. Or the flip side, that people are just always stressful and always anxiety and always thinking about the worst case scenario and what about this and what about that? What if this happens? And and they're just constantly stressed. And so you can't help yourself, and you can't address how that you're you're constantly in that state of stress unless you're aware that you're in it. And once again, so it just makes it, you know, simple, you know, the, the, the question of where am I is, you know, where are my thoughts or which room am I in? And the simple asking and answering of that question separates your awareness from your thoughts hmm. because you have to know where you're, you know, what you're thinking in this point. And, and that's the problem is so many of us get stuck in, in these, with these thoughts, with these negative emotions, we keep getting these triggers and reminding them every day. And so they just keep, you know, bringing us back there and we don't realize it. And so that's where you just see people with, with, with these negative emotions all the time. You said something earlier about how our feelings can affect our thoughts or whether we let, you know, external um, elements of, of our reality affect our thoughts. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. Every, everything we do during the day, you know, you know, can have an impact on how we feel if we let it. And even think about people who, who really want to practice mindfulness, the conscious awareness of their thoughts, and they meditate every morning. Let's just say they, they take 20 minutes and they really do get peaceful. And then they go out the door and they get in their car and they start driving to work and someone cuts them off and starts screaming at them and cursing at them and they yell back and then they spill the coffee on themselves and they just start, you know, their whole day starts in a, in a, in a bad way hmm. from when they were peaceful earlier. And then we, again, we constantly get reminders of, of everything that we see and hear is either, you know, we're using our perceptions and we're making judgments. You know, we don't, sometimes we don't like to admit that we, we make judgments, but we make them all day long. Yeah. We listen to things and then they, you know, they say like, yeah, you know, that's, you know, that really bothers me when they do this. And we're just constantly, whatever comes up throughout the day and it comes up a lot. Um, it just, we, we, we let that affect our emotions. And instead of constantly being reminded to connect, you know, with the positive emotions and the positive feelings, you know, inside um, and starting to attract positive things into our life, instead, we let all the things we see and hear create all these negative emotions. And, and what we think and what we feel is what we project out. And that is what we attract back into our lives. And so if we keep hearing negative things and getting other people's perceptions and, and we convert that into, into negative emotions, then we're going to just keep seeing more and more of the same. So not only do we have to be aware of what we're hearing and seeing and how that affects our feelings, but I guess when we look inside too, we've got to be aware of what sort of feelings we're experiencing there and, and being open um, and curious about those because, you know, Often, if you're in that state, it's probably something that you experience regularly. Like you always, you know, every day you go through some some angry emotions, or every day you're sort of feeling a little bit sad or, or whatever. Um, and when you, when you look within, you may not be able to discover those positive sort of feelings that you want to illuminate into the world. But you always just find yourself again going back to those those negative places. And again, this is probably where it comes into being aware of of where you are, or what room you're in. Is that correct? That's correct, and, and and aware of how you feel, hmm. and and it starts with look. You, you have the, the hidden why 
show. And it's, that, is the, that is the real hidden why. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like if you're feeling negative emotions, we weren't brought into this earth to, um, to feel anger, you know, and resentment, you know, and jealousy and those kind of emotions. And, but the longer they, you know, we, we keep thinking about things that cause those emotions, eventually things like anger can turn into hate and, and all those negative emotions that we have. Yeah. And if you're feeling negative emotions, you have to say, why? And then why? Then you could start to say, oh, it's because I keep thinking about this in the past. Okay, now I'm – and so to make a simple concept, okay, I keep going into the past room. And I'm remembering something that was causing me negative emotions. I've got to do something about it because I'm not perceiving this the right way. My negative emotions are based on my perception of something that's happened. And I need to you know, perceive this in a different way or I need to look at this in a different way. And you can start to look within and say, help me see this a different way. Yeah. And that's how we can start to, you know, to um, change those negative emotions. Yeah. So looking at, at what, looking at the, the, the knowing or whatever it might be and then asking why, or why does it exist and then finding reason um, and, and using different angles maybe to, to view that as well. What is there? A, is there a best room to be in? I mean, are some people more heavily in the past and the future? I feel for myself that I'm more often in the future in the past and that's just through my own mindfulness sort of uh, practice where I've sort of ob- observed that and now quite more aware of it in my daily life as well um, but yeah what is there is there a preferred room and does do certain people um, sort of sway one way or the other well I think I think people constantly go back and forth between the different rooms but I think clearly you know the preferred room is the present room yeah which is where you you connect you know, with this um, universal consciousness, with, with, with the feeling of love. If you're talking about, if you're talking about emotions, the present room has all the derivatives of love, and the past and the future room have all the derivatives of fear. Whether it be you know anger or resentment or or guilt from the past, or you know worries about stress or anxiety or feelings of lack, you know in the future, um, they're all derivatives of fear. But like, like you just said, you know, even being mindfulness, you know, to me, you may think that you spend a lot of time in the future realm, um, but if you're practicing mindfulness and you're feeling good, it doesn't, the future realm is not just about your thoughts or that you're thinking about something in the future. It's all about how you feel. Because the future room is when you're looking, thinking about something in the future and it's causing negative emotions. But that's how people have stress all the time. And so if you think about are you creating stress in your life or are you imagining you know, a, a future that you would like to have? And there's a big thing or a big difference between the two. Absolutely. And I look at, and I look at the, 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 the future room being full of stress and being full of anxiety because you're thinking about worst case scenarios and you're, you're literally, you know, disconnecting from your own source. But so in the future room also, you're listening to everybody else around you. And this is where it goes back to what we were saying earlier, what, what you see and hear can affect how you feel. And if you're hearing people saying like you, you say someone, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to apply for this new job. I really think I, you know, I should get it. Or, and someone says, are you crazy? You're never going to get that. You're not qualified. Who are you trying to kid? And then all of a sudden you start thinking about that, what they're saying. And you're saying, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm never going to get that. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm not good enough for that. And then, and those negative thoughts 
based on what you've been hearing, feedback you're getting from other people are now starting to cause all these negative emotions within you. And you can't, and, and because it's creating those feelings of doubt and negativity, then you can attract that into your life. You can't, you know, um, you know reach your, the desires and the goals that you have when you don't think that they can be attained. But the difference of being in the present room and imagining a future, you know, you can be thinking about positive things that, happen, that, that can happen in the future, but you're doing it right now. So you think you're, you're in the future room, but you're really here. Yeah. And the future room, instead of saying, I'm not good enough for this, I'm not, you know, the future room, you're thinking about what can be. Hmm. And you're imagining that. And as you imagine that future, and then you really start to feel it now of what it would be like to already have that job. Yeah. And say, yeah, that would be great to have this money, and this is what I would do, and this is, this is great. And I'm not sure how I'm going to get it right now, but I know it's coming, and you know, this, I, I can't wait for this because you know, this, and you just keep focusing on the feeling of having that job. Hmm. And now you can start to attract that into your life, and now you're, you're feeling all those positive emotions. And you're thinking about something in the future, but there's a big difference of imagining something in the future that you want and feeling as if you already have it. That's the key of being in the present room hmm. versus thinking about not having it and feeling stress about it. That's being in the future room. Yeah, yeah you've um, given us a, a nice bit of a level of clarity around those two, that's for sure. And um, certainly, you know, for me, there is a lot of that future room where I'm in there and I, I feel that anxiety and stress and pressure and um, impatient and perhaps, you know, always running um, rather than just sort of being within the moment, uh, being within that present room. Um, but then there are times where I'm, you know, and again, this is probably always to be improved, but there's times where you're actually feeling um, you're in the present room, but you're feeling those those visuals of the future, those dreams, those goals that you might have, the desires, etc. Um, by being present. Um, this is true, and and it's it's about what those feelings are. Yeah, and if they're feelings of of hope, you know, and anticipation, like those are good feelings. It's good to anticipate something. It's good to feel excitement about something, you know, that hasn't yet come yet, and I can't wait for this to happen. Those are all really positive emotions, and those are emotions that are coming from a feeling of expectation hmm. and thoughts of expectation, versus the feelings of doubt, because you know, too often we we want to see something already you know manifest already be there so then we can feel good about it but if we like I said we're just constantly worrying about you know something and how something's going to get done and i don't know how it's going to get done those feelings of stress and anxiety um you know can really take a toll on its body on our, our bodies well then they, they will they they show up you know how we feel is how we show up in the, in the world and you know there's a lot of great books that have written about this this idea of visualizing you know the future um, in the moment and actually visualizing it so strongly that you feel like you've already attained what you want or you've, you've, you're sort of being who you, who you desire to be potentially, but feeling it so strongly that actually then that's how you show up in the now um, and therefore attract you know um, more of where you want to head to into your life. And, that, and that's exactly what happens in the present room. Hmm, you know, and the concepts, the concepts of the three rooms, it's not, it's not recreating the wheel. No. It's not, you know, coming up with, you know, all new, um, you know, laws, if you will. 
It is just taking what has already been, you know, passed or, you know, down from generation to generation from, you know, you know through all kinds of mystics to mm. putting it into something that's simply um, uh, applicable to, you know, to everyday life and saying, okay, if I'm feeling negative emotion, you know, when I'm thinking about something in the future, you know, I've got to start to think more, you know, from a standpoint of I've already achieved it as opposed to I'm never going to be able to achieve it. And yeah. it seems so simple, but, but it is, it has such a profound impact on you. And as you said, it does change, you know, how, you know, how you look at things and, and what you attract into your life. It's really important. Um, and again, I love how it's, you know, it comes back to how you feel and, and then how that sort of shows up in your life um, has a profound impact on, on the, the journey forward. How, um, I suppose, how do we start this, this, I mean, obviously I want to encourage people to pick up your book, but how do we start um, sort of developing that level of awareness and, and going into, um, you know, understanding what room we're in at, at what moment. I mean, is it this through some sort of mindfulness practice that you'd recommend? Well, you know, one thing is just one question to ask all day long is just, you know, where am I? Or, you know, where are my thoughts? And it's just that simple question just keeps, yeah. keeps centering you and it keeps bringing you right back wherever you are all during the day. Where am I? Where are my thoughts? All of a sudden, it just bring, oh yeah, I was just thinking about that. I didn't even realize I was, I was, I was so mad at you know this guy because you know I bumped into him and I keep thinking about it and you're feeling all these negative emotions, and you know all of a sudden you can come back and start to let it go. Or you know I'm I'm feeling stressed about this. Where am I? Oh yes, I'm I'm feeling stressed. I, I have to let you know go of that. I've done everything I can. And if, and if you haven't, if you're feeling stressed about doing something and you haven't done everything you can, then you can say, okay, I got to start, you know, I got to start doing what I need to do. I got to get this project done, you know, and then I'll, you know, then I won't feel that stress anymore. But that simple question of, of where am I or where are my thoughts all day, every day, all of a sudden can, um, you know, can keep sending you centering you back yeah. into alignment with that higher self and i suppose that that's a big part of the issue we're all uh, frantically moving through our, our days you know we've got all these tasks and, and to-do lists and uh, expectations that we sort of don't give ourselves even that little moment of just pausing and and just reflecting on and asking that question where am i where are my thoughts you know and and I, i've heard before you know people that set an alarm every 60 minutes um, so it's just a reminder to hey stop and and just just sit there in, in sort of silence with your thoughts for a minute or thirty seconds or whatever it might be, um, just to to reconnect and reestablish where you are. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's a lot of benefit in that. And is I think that, the is more that you do you it, practice yourself or something uh, similar. I practice all day long. I practice the, where am I and where are my thoughts, I mean, you know, or, or which room am I in? And I'll, I'll do that just to keep, you know, keep it associating it with the three rooms and just mm. which room am I in now? Um, but it really is, you know, where am I or where are my thoughts? And again, it just constantly um, reminds you to get centered. And the more you ask that, then all of a sudden you don't need that 60-minute reminder. Yeah, it's just because then it's, it becomes a 30-minute a 30, 30 you know, uh, reminder. And there's another really big concept you know, in the three rooms, which is, which is the, the three movie theaters. Because as we think and, and feel, those, that's what we project out. And when you think about you know, how your thoughts can affect 
your experience of life and your emotions can affect your experience of life. What is your experience of life? It's this, it's, it's the movie of our life. I mean, we all, we're all here. Eventually we'll have a biography and we'll look back on it, but we are all actors in the movie of our lives right now. Hmm. And when you recognize that and you can start to observe the movie of your life right now in every moment and you start, you know, realizing as, okay, I'm, I'm here. Then, you know, who's, am I at the effect of everything I see in here or am I the cause of everything I see in here? And just simply by being aware that you're in the movie and it's your, the movie of your life, that awareness, you start to watch and observe their own movie with that connection to the same consciousness that we're all connected to. And now all of a sudden it's so empowering because you don't have to start you know, judging everybody or ridiculing people because you realize that they're, they're an actor in the movie of their life. Hmm. And there is a consciousness that we're all connected to. And that person who is being a real jerk, they just don't realize that, that, you know, that they're in the movie of their life. And they think that they're stuck in, up in, in, uh, you know, in, this, um, in all the minutia that's going on. And they're filled with all this negative emotions and they're trying to, you know, pass it on to everybody else. And you can almost start to watch this, you know, the movie of your life with much more humor, you know, and that's what a lot of the old spiritual teachings talk about, you know, observing, you know, the movie of your your life or the the play of consciousness from a perspective of, of, of humor. And we should, and it just makes you so much more relaxed and makes you enjoy it so much more. Yeah, I like that. I've always, I've always liked that analogy of, of looking at life as if it's your movie, and that's great. I mean, you've just given me a couple of things that you know I'm going to walk away today and, and just sort of yeah, just have those 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 moments of you know tuning in and seeing uh, what room I'm in, and certainly um, seeing how the movie of my life plays out today, and um, yeah, take it from there. Very good. Hey, um, look, I, I thank you for coming on, Kevin Murphy. I want to encourage the audience to go out there and pick up a copy of your book. Um, I love books like this because I think it, it always, whether it's you know, it's not recreating the rule potentially, but you're giving another perspective, a, a good refreshing reminder, um, something unique. And, and usually there's there's differences in, in all this stuff that, um, you know, you could take away something that might just help you um, live that little bit better and if it helps you understand how you feel and connect with how you feel more often then i think that's a great thing so well done to you and your work and um, guys check it out at the hiddenwide.com i'll stick the uh, links for the book in the uh, show notes there as well well thank you very much and thank you for having me on thank you kevin and guys check it all out until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon thanks mate Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate that. That was good. I hope the book goes well. Um, looking, yeah, looking forward to, to launching this episode. I'm sure people get a lot of value from it, as I have. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Well, it's, it's my pleasure. All right. Thanks a lot. No worries. See you, mate. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life. A life with greater freedom, fulfillment and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. 
while you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwide.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Wire. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Wire, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.